The Zombies were a 1960s British invasion band that had three top 40 songs. August 1964, they hit number two with She's Not There. In December of 1964, they hit number six with Tell Her No. And then in 1969, they finally hit number one in March with Time of the Season. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now run. Hey Fives, it's Erin. Uh, before we jump into the episode, I just want to give a quick thank you to uh, my co-host from Unabashedly Obsessed, James Anderson, for our intro today. James also does a podcast called Blink and You'll Miss It, where each episode is five minutes or less, and he goes through the entire discography of Blink-182, Plus 44, and Boxcar Racer. So if you are a Blink fan, then you should check that out. Um, links to both of his shows will be dropped into the show notes. And also a little bit of fandom news that I feel like I'm very late on this, but we've recorded a couple episodes since the virtual race went up and I don't think we've mentioned it. So the virtual race <laughs> has been announced. It is running from October 17th to November 5th, I believe. You can get more information at, I think it's zombievirtualrace.com. And it is this time we are on a we are at a place called Tomorrow Island that looks like sort of a Jurassic Park, but not just dinosaurs kind of deal. I mean, it's like Jurassic Park meets Westworld, but not robots and dinosaurs, more like just giant horrifying bugs and other monsters. Um, so, yeah. Um, you can still sign up for that. Uh, like I said, I think it's running from October 17th to November 5th. And it looks like it's going to be a good one. I'm pretty excited about it. So with all that said, let's go ahead and jump into the episode proper. Hello, Runners 5. Welcome back to Podcast Detected. I'm Erin, and my host for my co-host for today is none other than Will Green, who is the voice of Peter Lynn. Hi, Will. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so oh, excited. Um, so for our listeners, I'm going to start out with the questions that are not spoilery, and Great. I'll let you guys know when we're going to start getting into spoiler territory so you with can decide to great turn, turn the screaming podcast. sirens. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So let's start with a real easy question. Mm. How does Peter spell his last name? Uh, I would guess that Peter lets people spell it however they're going to spell it. Oh, okay. I think that as soon as he sets it in stone, that's going to start getting, you know, you don't want to leave a paper trail anywhere. I, I mean, think that's, that... that's true. That's true. Mm. <laughs> I think that the uh, the one of the very fun things about Peter is that his his identity is so flexible that I and and also I see his like commitment to it as being so much less than it should be that I would imagine that he would regularly forget the name that he's picked at any one given time. Okay, I mean that's 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 fair. He uh yeah, he's he's a complicated man. Mm. Um he has a lot of things on his mind at all times. He sure does. <laughs> um, but no, I'd say if you spell his surname, you've spelled it correctly. Okay, would be my okay. stance on it. So, so in the script, are you just listed as Peter? You're not listed with a last name or anything or a surname? Uh, in the script, it's been sort of about six different things at oh, various good. different times. Um, so I always just make sure that someone highlights it for me beforehand so that I don't have to pay attention <laughs> to what I'm being called at any one given moment. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, because I think I had spelled it one way on Twitter and then... Um, our listener Julia was like, wait, 
Is that how you spell it? I've been spelling it wrong. I was like, I don't know. Oh man, you your guesses are absolutely as good as mine, if not okay. better. <laughs> good, good to know. Um, our listener Matt is wondering, like, did you know anything? Were you familiar with the app before you took the job? Uh, yeah, I knew about it. I knew about okay. it. Um, I I actually came into to the show because uh, I've been long term friends with one of the guys who's been making it from the beginning. Okay. And uh, and he came, he came to me. Um, I think it must have been just before season four, which is I think when I started. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he came to me in a bit of a panic, going, "Will we need someone to like act this spooky camp?" Uh, like operator of a demon theme park sort of vibe <laughs> can and i was like well obviously i can do that that's not a problem that's right the sort of shit that i i love doing um so it really what started out as sort of just like helping a, a friend in a sticky situation turn into um being part of it for a really long time which i'm very glad for it's um it's been loads of fun but i so i knew about it previously just by virtue of knowing Matt and uh, having sort of spoken to him about it since uh, since it started and so I knew it as this sort of like lovely project that he was um, that he was a part of but I'd never actually used it myself okay. and so to then uh, have m- so much more experience from the inside than the out I- I've still like barely used it for five or ten minutes just because I felt like I had to at least right. know at least a bit of the context for like what it was like to experience it from the other side um, but for me, it's always been much more of a story than um, than a fitness app. So I just love that there is that the whole side of it. But um, yeah, for me, it's 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 always been sort of a, a creation and not a not a receipt of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the the story versus fitness app. I think that's a thing that um, that a lot of us have found. I mean, for me, mm. it's like I mean, yes, I use it when I go running, but a lot of the time I go running at like getting to use the app as my incentive. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I get to do another mission. I guess I'll, I mean, it's raining, but I really, I, they left on a cliff tank, cliffhanger last time. So I guess I'll go out. And that's, and that, but that, that's what I think makes it so great. Like, that's why I think that, uh, you know, I was so glad that, uh, you know, and I take no credit for that whatsoever. I'm not involved <laughs> in any element of like the actual core concept whatsoever. And I just think it's, um, I think it targets like a slightly separate audience to what you would expect. Because you hear like fitness app and, and, these days that that industry is gargantuan it is you know huge and it's never been sort of more fashionable to be into fitness but i think that this is looking for people from a slightly different angle where it's not actually about um you know comparing how much you're able to sprint the whole time and like showing off each other's muscles it's like for the people that realize that fitness is important health-wise and would like to make it more enjoyable and i think that's like a really valuable demographic right yeah no i mean that yeah that that definitely makes sense um i think i think you're absolutely right there so you had mentioned to me um i guess on on twitter or something about how you've been Mm. involved in some of the spinoff i know you said that you had done a voice in the board game and you've done you've been involved in some of the other spinoff things what talk to me about that what all have you what all else have you been involved in it's um it's it's really interesting because they can obviously, as once you've got the recording booth and the tech, you can sort of just like churn out as many of these different event-specific ones as 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 you like. And what's been great is they've done um, 
there are quite a few that have been a really good platform for like charity runs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I've, pr- I've probably done like, I don't know, maybe three of the sort of one-off ones where it's always just sort of pick up a character and it's usually Matt sort of pointing at you suddenly going, do a different accent. Now do another one. Okay. Now do another one, which is uh, always absolutely terrifying. Um, but that's actually how my character for the board game happened because he did that with me and I sort of did my very, I cannot stress this enough, appalling version of a Dutch accent. <laughs> okay. um, and then unfortunately they picked that up and then he got me back in to turn that into like a full character for the board game. So I was then like, I had to get them to play back to me what I'd done because obviously I couldn't just do it again because it was an accent that didn't exist. Right. I was like, okay, so I've now got to be matching my own terrible, terrible accent for the rest of this thing. Um, Yeah, so like, I don't know, from a performing perspective, it's really enjoyable to get to mix it up quite a lot. And I think it's great for them to be able to... um, you know, put it out in so many different arenas and the writers, like they can expand that team and sort of indulge lots of different storylines and things like that. And right. um, I think they've shown that they can adapt really well to it, which is really cool. Um, but it's it's kind of hard to remember because you always, you blast through it in an afternoon, you know, and you go in and do sort of like a single spin-off. And right. there you go, boom, four characters done, see you later. And you walk home going like what was that again that I just did? <laughs> I can't remember at all. It's um, just a blur. Yeah, always is, always is. And it's partly because, you know, it's it's the best kind of acting because you never have to learn the lines. So that always helps because you just go and read it. That's true, yeah, because, yeah, the um, I've seen videos of you guys in, I don't think you specifically, but some of the other actors in the studio and you've just got, like, iPads in front of you. Oh, always, always. Like, <laughs> what's always very fun is that a lot of the time we go in and Matt will then be like, okay, so hands up who's actually read this already. And, <laughs> and I, you know, mentioning no names, the number of hands raised is usually pretty poor and then yeah and then there's a sort of like shared explanation of the story and what's going on and then everyone gets into it and um you know everyone's very very proud of their characters and these arcs and these journeys but we usually are sort of a a lot of the group are sort of working it out as they go along which is um (laughs) it's a fun environment to be a part of well i think i think a lot of that comes through in the audio because it i mean it it seems like I'm trying to put this into actual coherent words. Um, <laughs> harder than it seems. Um, but no, like, I think it comes through in the audio. Like, you guys don't seem, like, it doesn't seem like you're just reciting the lines by rote. It all feels mm. very, very natural um, for for all of you, honestly. Sure. And that's something that I think is, there's there's a lot to be said for that because there are a lot of audio mediums, media that don't, do that where you know you're listening to an audio drama and it sounds like people are just reading a script and i've never gotten that um it's very easy to get immersed in the story that you guys are telling because of how genuine you all sound well it's really lovely to hear and i'm and i'm really glad because i think that they take a lot of care with who they cast and making sure probably more than anything that they fit the tone of the group um you know i'm i've only been there for sort of half the length of time that the show's been running um but there's so there's so many of that core crew who've been there for the full seven seasons right and that sets a tone in the booth you know and i think that they're very careful to make sure they bring people in who match that tone and that always helps it makes it a very relaxed environment sitting around between takes and things like that um and also uh you know it's usually matt um but there's a lot of great direction which makes it really easy because we've all got a strong sense of this character 
you go in, even if you're reading those words for the first time, and like for most of us, that's it's not necessarily the case. But sometimes, you know, if you don't have the time to read the scripts or like the schedule changes, you come in, you haven't had the opportunity. We've got this clear sense of character. We'll do it on the first pass, but then Matt will be able to really smartly push us in the right direction, go, actually, I've got this sort of bird's eye view of the whole thing, and I know that you need to be a bit more over here. This section needs to be a bit lower. And, you know, all of the the sort of gentle touches of direction that make sure that that we can, as you say, sort of find it fresh, but it also still can be coherent. And I think that that's a, a real credit to him. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't really think about when they're when they're listening to or watching anything like that, you know, you kind mm. of forget about how important the director is and you don't sure. notice it. You don't notice the director unless they're very, very bad. Well, I was going to say that's the sign of, <laughs> I've always, you know, for directors and like set designers and lighting people, yep. they're, unfortunately, they're at their best when you haven't thought about them at all. Yes. And that means that they've done their job because if they have done, you're enjoying the story, you're experiencing what's going on and you're not focused on thinking about like, hmm, that was an odd choice because like, already you've been snapped out of it right and it's i mean it's kind of a shame for them because it makes them the unsung heroes that nobody notices but sure i mean it does mean that they're doing their job well so that's, <laughs> that's good. it that's it and um yeah I, I completely agree um so did you get it I'm, I'm assuming you were an actor prior to this and it, you weren't like doing something else and your friend was just like hey come be on my game no, that would that would have been very enjoyable. But um, <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I I had been an actor for quite a few years, and in fact, I, I'd acted with uh, Matt um, at university, where uh, we both studied together in Edinburgh. Okay, and so that's sort of that's where we got to know each other during the the theatre scene up there. So he'd already seen me perform. I mean, dozens and dozens of times by that stage, um, and I think I would have. Uh, yeah, I would have just come out of. Uh, actor training I think when I started okay I think but my my memory for time is absolutely non-existent so that could be true or completely not true at all that's all right Um, well and and the way the seasons come out it's not necessarily like one per calendar year so right it's even tougher I don't know what I've done at any point ever right well and the time within the game like the timeline within the game Mm. is all over the place I mean it's not all (laughs) over the place but Liz and I were recording last week and we were talking about Mm -hmm. how season one seems to take place both in the span of just a few weeks and also Mm -hmm. a year all at Mm. the same time. And it doesn't like it's it's kind of hard to follow along exactly how much time has passed in this universe. Sort of using David Lynch clocks, I think. Exactly. And um, uh, one of the biggest recurring arguments we have within the cast is always uh, what what the timeline is at any given state. so that always tends to delay proceedings by about 20 or 30 minutes before we start. It's always going like, wait, have we been here for a week? It's like, no, we were, we were definitely only here for an hour. It's like, well, actually, if we go back four pages, then you, and it's working that out every stage is very funny. Oh, goodness. So do you, I, I know you guys record in the booth together, um, at mm. least when you're all doing the same scene together. Do you... Do, like, do you have an opportunity to interact with the other actors who aren't necessarily in a scene with you, or are there actors on Zombies Run that you've just never ever met? Uh, both, I would say. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the best times are when we all get to uh, be in the booth together for a for a sort of full day's worth of recording, and I think we get the best work done, and it's the most enjoyable by far. But the sad truth is, it's an absolute nightmare to 
co-organize the schedules of 10 or 12 different actors while simultaneously making sure that the exact right scenes are being covered at the same time. Um, So a lot of the time, unfortunately, we just don't have the opportunity to do that. And, uh, you know, that, that might mean that sometimes you record without one person of the scene. Sometimes you'll just have to go in for a couple of hours and do all of your lines totally out of context and that's a bit of a shame because you lose that sort of energy of bouncing off of people and and you know building a tone in a scene um but there are you know there will be i'm sure actors who i've been in the, certainly in the same season as that i've i've not had the opportunity to work with but if we're all in there for a day then whenever you're you're not recording you're you know you're hanging out in the office and everyone sort of sat there together and catching up and often it's really nice you like won't have seen people in nine months or a year or whatever and you sort of get to find out what everyone's up to and I, I think um there's a really nice recurring tone to that sort of core core cast there yeah it seems like the whole company six to start on the whole is just like very you know it's a small group but it's like very tight-knit and close and sure um like really engaged with the fans which is something that i really love that yeah. that it just seems like everybody's just really proud of the product they make and they seem to all genuinely like each other which is awesome I just, I, that's really cool that that comes across um because i you know i think it should and i think that in terms of connecting with the fans i think that you actually have that responsibility if you start as a Kickstarter project. Like you, I think, in some ways belong to the fans. And I think that the value of of sites like Kickstarter should be, I don't think it always is, but should be that the people who have helped something come into existence get a genuine sense of ownership over over its direction. And I, it's really cool that it feels like the fans know that they are noticed and appreciated and that there is like a proper connection there I think is super important for the company yeah it's a thing that that doesn't always you don't always have that opportunity as a fan to interact with the actors and the the writers and the developers of these things that you're you know really obsessed with and it's it, it is it's really lovely that everyone there I mean I can fire off an email to support and like I I emailed support about something the other day and Adrian emailed me back great and I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm talking to the boss right now this is (laughs) awesome this is so cool um and yeah like they're always just so helpful and lovely and it it, yeah it all it all really it does come across um to the fans and I think it makes us all feel very loved yay um Matt, our listener, Matt would like to know if you have met Naomi Alderman, and if so, what is she like? I haven't. I've never met Naomi. I sort of, so sort of, uh, for me, she's almost this sort of same overarching god figure that she is for a lot of the fans as well, because I sort of just receive her work and decisions. Right. But um, no, I've I've never met her. I mean, I know Matt works very closely with her and, and has done over the years. Um, I you know I hear nothing but good things, but unfortunately, I uh, I can't shed any further light on that one. She shall have to remain a mystery. <laughs> well, she's got a lot going on right now. Like she's got one yeah. of her books being made into a movie and i'm assuming she's still writing um novels and things on her own so she's kind of all over the place she's one busy lady that much is certainly for sure yes that is true all right so for our listeners i think that is all of our completely non-spoilery questions uh so we're going to get into slight spoiler territory here if you have not if you are playing the game and you have not met peter yet and you don't want to know anything about him now would be the time to jump out if you, Run away. If you are vaguely familiar with who Peter is, then I guess kind of stick around. But we're 
We're not going to get quite into exactly who Peter is just yet. Um, so Although this is definitely where I reveal my knowledge of my own character to be definitely not as good as any fan of the show. Okay, no, that's good because a lot of these, like I have a whole separate section of questions where I'm like, if Will hasn't done previous, like has, isn't familiar with previous seasons of the show, he's not, he might not be able to answer these. So, and I have a bad memory when I have experienced <laughs> content. So this is this is deeply. Cons- I feel like I'm at school right now. This is I'm going into an exam. This is okay. Here we go. Bring it on. Well, I mean, the good thing is that I can always just edit out anything where you're like, nah. I have no Thank answer God. for that. Okay, so uh, I, I guess this whole interview out. will be like ten minutes long when you receive it as a, a listener. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. It. So okay, so at what point? When you took the, well, okay, I guess here, here's the, this isn't a question from a listener. I'm going to add this Mm. in. So Peter, Peter has a long and complicated backstory that we as fans don't find out about until pretty far in. When you started as the creepy demon haunted house Mm -hmm. dude, did you have any idea how comp, like what Peter's story was going to be? So at that point, the writers knew Yes. Who Peter was. 100%. Okay. 100%. Which I think was fun for them because it meant that they could really lean into the sort of silliness and the nonsense of that character and know that there was something like deeper that was actually underpinning the whole thing. Okay. Um, But yeah, no, I I knew from day one, Matt sort of outlined the entire thing and the context for me. which again, you know, from a very similar perspective as as a performer, is is really enjoyable to know that you're hot. You get to hold a, something like that back is really fun. Right. Yeah. And I imagine that makes it almost like. I mean, there's a lot for you as an actor to internalize, knowing the history of yeah. this character and knowing that this character does not want who he really is to get out to the other characters in the game mm. just yet. So. Um, uh, Julia said that she's always admired the way that you play Peter as his own individual character while still holding on to the core of who he was. And she's wondering, what is, like, what is your process for... Ta- did you have something specific that you did to kind of keep all of that in mind? Or did you go back and listen to any of the recordings from previous seasons that were relevant uh, to you? Well, um, um, thank you for, for a start. That's a very lovely thing to say. Um, but I think that it's possible to get overly weighed down with the context because it's so meaty and it's so heavy um, that ultimately I don't think you can bring that across as subtext all you can really do is let the audience know when they're supposed to at the moments that those cracks show and you also got to remember i think that the the actual reality of of situations like that where if you are trying to keep a secret from people that you know you usually can you know what i mean like it often isn't on the surface and people can bury some really big stuff for a really long time and i think that actually the tougher thing has been fighting the temptation to over display um peter's backstory right uh, especially during like those early uh the early incarnation of of peter and <laughs> dr necropolis is it's all so arch and nonsense that that actually i i think my memory's a bit hazy, but I'm pretty sure that when I started trying that role out, I did try and bring in more of that backstory and the weight to it. And Matt correctly said, no, 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 leave that at the door. Leave that at the door because 
otherwise you know people are going to be questioning what's going on from the start and in reality this is like he's got to come across as this like big silly nonsense character and i think that actually you know it's a, it always feels kind of funny for me to sort of look at at peter in these terms but if we look at it as like a fully three-dimensional character you'd expect him to be able to pull off the silliness right without it being you know draped in this sort of morose backstory so I guess like the, the uh, that's a very long answer to quite a nice simple question, but um, I mean it's not really I, a simple question though. Like, what do you do to prepare for your character? Yeah, is, yeah, I, mean, I that's guess. A, like that's yeah. a complicated question, especially when it's something you know, because you know she's not asking about like what kind of vocal exercises do you? Do? No, sure, sure, sure. And yeah, um, I think the the. the the work for someone in my situation there is always 90% done by the writers, I would say. Sure. Um, I think it's nice as a performer to put yourself on this elevated pedestal. But the reality is, I think if you're bringing more than what's in the writing to the role, you're actually probably doing the story a disservice or certainly not telling the story that you've been asked to. Um, and the writing's very good for that. It really helps me. Um, and a, a lot of that's handed to me on a plate because I think one thing that really stands out for me in the writing is how well they've chosen the moments for those cracks to show. Sure. And I think yeah. because they're really well chosen, it allows me to not dwell on that side of things the rest of the time. And so he can be this sort of like, you know, the sarcastic one who's not really engaging with what's going on and sort of doesn't have the same stakes as everyone around him. And that means that that's allowed to come to the table because, you know, Will as the actor knows that, listen four scenes down the line that's when it's all going to get too much and there's going to be like a little chink in the armor right um and so that i find incredibly helpful having those sort of those key points of vulnerability and and honesty from him as these sort of anchor moments that each time one happens it sort of like rounds out peter's character a bit more it fleshes him out that little bit deeper but then he can go back to doing everything he was doing before and you as the audience have like more context so when you're hearing him make those jokes you know that there's there is more going on even if he's not showing it right so again it's the sort of the writing doing the work for me in that case right all right let's go ahead and just go full spoilers here <laughs> so Yay! okay now we can get into the stuff where you don't have to beat around the bush about you know who peter Ooh. is because those of us who are relatively caught up know that peter is Simon, risen like a phoenix from the literal ashes of Comansus Tower. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed he is. So, I mean, I would imagine if somebody's entire body regenerates, their vocal cords will change. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely... I, mean, that, I think that's what we're clinging to. Yeah, I definitely had a moment where before it had been revealed, I emailed the, the support team and I was like, okay, <laughs> I think I know a thing is happening. <laughs> Who plays... Simon and who plays Peter are they the same person because the voice doesn't sound the same but I'm pretty sure I know what's going on <laughs> and well done and, and I mean it wasn't it wasn't like immediately it was well past kind of the Dr. Necropolis point it was sure but oh god if listen if you'd guessed it at that point <laughs> I would be deeply concerned because there's something <laughs> spooky going on well I mean at that point you kind of know that Dr. Necropolis has something going on because he knows way more about Abel and Runner 5 and all of the other people there than any mm. outsider has a right to know. But yep. Lou Jeff definitely just responded. She was like, Simon was played by this actor and Peter's played by this actor and a winky face. 
And I was like, I was like, okay, well, I think she just answered my question. Well done, Lou. Um, Very good. But yeah, so do, did they want a whole new voice, um, just a whole new well, character and everything? I I don't know what the situation actually was at the time, and I actually made the decision not to ask um, because I, I I imagine that everything were, that it was just a, a positive creative decision, but you never know with these things, right. and so I, I you know I didn't want to start from a tone that was anything other than just sort of positive and exciting. And to be fair, that's how it was always pitched to me. So um, uh, there was there was never a sort of any sort of but negativity around at all. So I can only imagine it was a totally positive and, and creative decision that was made from either side or both. Okay. And, um, and yeah, so it was sort of just handed to me on a plate with that, that context of, you know, this is what he was before. This is what he will be now. Off you go. Was that um, intimidating to know, to, deeply, to be taking yeah, on a sure. role that you knew not only had already been, you know, kind of, I mean, not exactly because Peter's a, different person sort of but you know kind of a role that was originated by somebody else a role that's very divisive in the fandom i mean people Mm. people either loved simon or they hated simon i personally loved him and i loved peter when we first met him and knowing that he's simon makes me love him even more but there are a lot of people who really don't like either character i guess yeah and i you know and i think that um that they are by design uh, I say they, you know, sort of he, right. really, but is a polarizing character, and that's what he's supposed to be from a, from a lot of different angles. You know, making decisions that cost the people around you and closest to you, bad thing. Um, you know, being flippant in the face of genuine horror and destruction and pain, debatable. But like, you know, so there's loads of you know potentially controversial aspects to this character but in terms of how intimidating it was it was you know i sort of had no choice but to just dive in and do it and i think that it was stressed to me at the time like you're not doing an impersonation of of a previous role right you know this isn't the case of like those american sitcoms that switch a character's actor after three or four seasons and you're not supposed to notice you know like always notice I don't know who they think they're fooling. I know, of fooling. course you notice. It's ridiculous. Of course, like, but the idea that you're just not s- supposed to address it right. is so weird. It's so bizarre to me. And I think that it was really important for everyone involved that that, that we, it didn't play like that. You're right. Um, and, and I think that, that was very fortunate for me because that took a lot of pressure off me in terms of replicating this, um, this previous and very good performance. And... You know that would have been its own challenge that I probably, I probably would have said no to. To be honest, I, right. I don't think sort of a long-term impersonation of someone else's creation is a uh, is a very easy thing. It's definitely a very stressful thing, and you sort of can only lose. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and so, you know, I think it's it's right that people find it divisive, and I'm glad they do. And you know, perverse as it is, I'm glad there are people that don't like Peter because I think that that shows that that we're offering something with meat to it you know the worst reaction would be people just uh, going oh peter who like that's right. the problem that's when we're not bringing something to the table but if people go oh man i hate that guy then i think we've got something we've got something going at least right and yeah well and for what it's worth i think anybody who dislikes him dislikes the character as he exists and is written, and it's not any comment on your performance. So, oh, thank <laughs> that, you. I will also choose to believe that. <laughs> I would hope, anyway. Um, mm. So, what about you? Do you like 
Peter as a person? Like, is he somebody that you would be friends with or? I think it's a really good question. Um, I think actually I've had to learn to like Peter less, if that makes sense. Um, Because I think at, at first I was sort of really trying to make him as likable as possible. And, you know, I was tr- I really wanted to ignore the bad things that Simon had done right. and sort of go like, hey, Peter's this sort of, as you said, you know, the, this phoenix from the ashes, this reincarnated person, he can be the hero. And I think that actually the longer that, that, that his story's gone on, the more I've been able to sort of like take those positives, but actually go like, no, this isn't a, a wholly good guy. You know, all of this humility isn't just false humility. And I think that, I think that ultimately he would be a very difficult person to be friends with. Um, but the, thinking about it, I do have a lot of friends that are very like Peter. So <laughs> while I shouldn't, I think that the correct answer is I definitely would be friends with him at my own personal cost. Okay, fair. I, that's that's fair. That's fair. Do you think of him as a hero? Uh, no. No, I don't. I think that um, he... Has the he has the potential for it, and I think that there's some stuff, and I and I, this is like total spoiler town because there's there's stuff coming up towards the end of season seven that I think will add some really interesting points to that question. Um, but I think for what's inside of him, he is certainly for the overwhelming majority of the story so far far too obsessed with his self to be considered a hero for me like there's got to be more of an outward focus than he really has okay now okay so i'm i'm almost done with season six i personally don't mind spoilers so don't worry about spoiling stuff that i'm that i'm not caught (laughs) up on so has peter forgiven himself for what simon did or is he on that path or is that something that you think he's going to carry with him forever and never allow himself to to I, i i guess to like be redeemed Sure, 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 sure. Well, I think that I think that you've hit every nail on the head <laughs> with that because that's really like that is Peter, like what you've you've just described him and what like is burning within him, what he's working towards, what he what he fights for, and it is all a question of forgiveness and redemption and damnation. Like those, that's the spectrum on which he lives his life and and flits from one end to the other on a sort of constant basis. Um, I don't think he can forgive everything that's, that's, that he's done. I don't think he can forgive himself. And I think that's really important. I think that actually for him to have any sort of redemption at all, it's not about forgiveness. It's about sort of acceptance. Sure. If that doesn't sound too pretentious. Um, no, I think that's, I think that makes sense. I, I think that, that one of the tricky things for him is that like all these other characters and they're, they're played so well with their sort of moral compasses. And I think that you get such a clear sense of where everyone stands in terms of what is and isn't acceptable. And I think that's huge credit to the rest of the cast that, that Peter's lines of, of morally acceptable are just have never aligned with everyone else. Right. And I think that that makes forgiving himself when surrounded by what he would term as better people basically impossible because by anyone else's measurements, he just doesn't match up, right. you know. And so I think it's just about sort of him trying to come to terms with what he's done rather than being able to think that it's good or acceptable. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that does make sense. I mean, he did kind of, um, you know 
completely betray his town and he was going to murder them all. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see how that's the sort of thing that you might carry with you. But he also yeah. sacrificed himself. I don't know. I, I forgave Simon even before Comancis Tower. I got annoyed. Mm, I got annoyed as I was playing it when he kept, you know, Simon kept saving five and kept making comments about, don't look at me like that five. I know you hate me. And I'm like, but I don't. I don't. I get <laughs> it. So I'm funny. not saying I think you did a good thing. I'm not saying you should have mm. done what you did, but I understand why you did. And especially after, you know, once the transition from Simon to Peter happened, True. I'm like, you know what, dude, you 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 made you made up for it. I mean, you helped us save the How world. Interesting. I don't know that everybody else agrees with me on that, but yeah. I think I don't know. It, my headcanon for Runner Five, Runner Five and mm. si- and Peter are very good friends because Runner Five and Simon were very good friends in in sure. my own head. And yeah, you know, it's it's hard for me to look at Peter and not see my old friend who sacrificed himself to save me. On on yeah. multiple occasions, so yeah, I no, I really like that. I think that's a that's a really interesting sort of way of having received it. All. I think that's really yeah. Cool. I get I do I get very upset when people get cranky with Peter in the game. I'm I'm like, <laughs> stop yelling at him. He's fine. He's our friend. He's doing good things now. He's on our side. Stop yelling at him. <laughs> uh, although he's so yellable. At oh, he is, and there are definitely times I want to slap yeah. him. But like you know, oh like, god, with yeah. love. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, you just want to shake him and be like, you're being an idiot. Please just stop. Yep. Yeah, that's that's usually how I feel whenever I first get my sides and I read the scene and I get that's my immediate reaction to Peter every time. It's like, oh, forget. <sighs> OK, now that's that's how you're going to take it. Great. Yep. Well, and he's got like this delightful sarcasm about him that is. Largely your performance. It's not just the writing. It's the direction that you've taken with the character that I just find so enjoyable to listen to. Like every time I get to go on oh, a run with you. Peter, I'm like, all right, this I, this is going to be a good mission. So well, I, it's very kind of. It's one of those. It's always a gift of a script when you read a line for the first time and you know immediately how it's supposed to be said. And I think that that's um, yes. that's certainly something that you always get with Peter's lines. So I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Well, and it's nice to be surrounded by people who are, you know, all doom and gloom because the zombies are coming and Sigrid's mm. trying to kill everybody and so forth and so on. And then you've got Peter complaining about a paper cut. Right? And it's just, yeah. I, I love him. I love him. I think he's Yay. great. Um, I think that's that's most of the the listener questions that, that I had there. I mean... We had some. We had a couple that were very specific to Simon in season two. I don't know. If, I don't know if those I are am ones you want. Not <laughs> the expert on that one. Did oh you, no! Did you just get like a like somebody sat down with you and was like, okay, so this is this is the backstory of Simon, or did that's they? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, okay, that was exactly what happened. And you know, I've gone back and like listened to to clips and snippets and bits and pieces to sort of try and give myself a bit more of the context but no matt was great at sort of like being able to outline it all for me and again he's got this such a puppet mastery view of the whole thing that um he was obviously the perfect person to be able to explain it with all of like the future plot in mind at the same time so it was ideal for me sure yeah so so do do you have any idea when you think simon first betrayed abel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or are we getting uh, way too <laughs> no i do not have an answer to that okay, one. okay that's fine uh then all of the other ones 
spring off of that so we'll just uh, cut that I section can only and... <laughs> apologize no it would be responsible of me to have got the answers to all of these questions and yet unfortunately uh, I'm just not that diligent a performer no I don't I, I I think that would be asking a lot of you to go back and listen to all of that stuff because there's I mean there's like subtext and stuff between the lines that you know, as an obsessive fan, I have only caught on to after like multiple mm. times running certain missions sure. and also yeah, visiting yeah. the transcript tumbler. And yep. it's like, you know, one little throwaway line that you're like, ooh. Hang on ooh. a minute. It's, yeah. Yeah. So no, expecting well, you to you know, do at that. At the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I know that like if an actor friend of mine came to me and was like, hey, I've got this part in like season seven of this show. Um do you think I need to watch everything that's gone up to it? I'd be like, no. And then if he said, oh, oh, by the way, I am a reincarnated version of a character that's been in it from the beginning, I'd be like, absolutely watch every episode. Do you really <laughs> need to do that? Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I do feel like I've been a bit lazy on that front. But thankfully, uh, Matt gave me enough context to push forward. Well, and I think that, you know, going back and listening to all of it also gets into, you know, it kind of straddles that fence you were talking about before where you don't want to do an impersonation. Yeah. And yeah. if you get too familiar with Simon and mm. the performance of that character, then it might be really hard for you to, you know, disassociate yourself from that when you're playing Peter. It's a very charitable way of phrasing it. And that is definitely <laughs> how I'll explain it in the future if there people you go. ask why there I you go. Thank you. That's a wonderful <laughs> gift. There you go. All right. Well, I think that's that's all the questions that I have. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to share with people? No, I just, you know, it's um, it's constantly a wonderful surprise to see sort of how widespread and engaged the fandom is for this, uh, which just feels like a sort of silly bit of fun that I get to uh, keep going back and enjoying. But um, yeah, it's just great. And it's, you know, everyone's so grateful to to all of the fans for for just continuing to stick with us through like so many different bizarre plot lines. Um, and I think that what you're going to get from season seven in particular, from a Peter perspective, is going to shed some new light on basically every question that we've talked about today. So I'm really excited for everyone to sort of uh, get a good slice of, of season seven Peter and, and let us know what they think. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to have to start like doing missions while I fold laundry and stuff. I had, I had, there have been seasons where I'm like, I can't wait. I like, I can't run anymore. I physically, I physically <laughs> have to stop moving, but I need to know what happens in the next episode. And so I will come home and listen to an episode while I fold laundry. Well, so this, we've got to make sure that it's not too good. Otherwise we become medically dangerous. Exactly. And I think that's what we've got to avoid. So I'll just, I'll, I'll dull it down for next season. Okay. There safe. you go. There you go. Yeah. Is there, are there any other projects that you'd like to plug while we're here? I don't know if um, I don't know if you want to talk about your podcast since it's kind of on hiatus right now or any Yeah, I mean if if people fancy going back and listening to what we've uh, retrospectively dubbed as season 1, uh, things <laughs> wrong with things is me and uh, a, a largely sober Irish poet discussing various things that are wrong with things basically um so if anyone wants to go and check out the uh, previous episodes of that please do enjoy uh but other than that nope uh, nothing to um nothing to plug as they say all right well i highly recommend things wrong with things that is how i met you initially over in our over in our podcast much. group and then fangirled embarrassingly when <laughs> in a completely un uh, like irrelevant discussion where liz and i just happened to mention podcast detected will's like oh by the way i'm in that 
And I, I it was too funny to me not to mention something. Well, I was yeah. just like seeing this thread go. I was like, no, I, I of course I've got to say something. It would be actually weird if I don't. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that you did, even if I'm really embarrassed at exactly like i mean i got <laughs> no, i got like like middle school girl at like a boy band concert <laughs> levels of like hand flappy and i'm really glad it was occurring <laughs> oh god that's so unnecessary over, like, a i love facebook it book thread so that you couldn't yeah. see how stupid i was being <laughs> but i got really really excited because what are the odds that somebody that you've been talking to in a completely different context just drops oh, this bomb. Oh, by the way, exactly. I'm an actor on that thing that you're so Which obsessed with. Which is why I felt like I had to say something. Because I was like, this is, it's too specific an overlap. Liz, of course, handled herself beautifully. She was just like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yes, I'm over here just, you know, acting like a complete idiot. But whatever. That's all right. That's kind of my aesthetic. I own it. I don't trust anyone who doesn't have it as their aesthetic. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this. I really do appreciate you coming on and just letting me ask you so many questions. <laughs> no, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for letting me ramble on so long. Usually um, the people around me step in and, and stop me talking endlessly about myself and things that I'm doing. So it's always nice to have someone let me ramble on for the oh, length Oh, hey, you anytime have. you need somebody to talk to about yourself and things that you're doing, hit me up. Cause finally. I'll sit finally. here and listen to you talk about Zombies Run or Things Brilliant. Wrong With Things or this whatever This is great else. because my two therapists only have so much time in the week. And there so this would be a really good third outlet. There you go. And I'm free. Thank I won't God. even charge you. This is great. This is great. <laughs> I'm going to dump my therapist. I'm I was fine. Gonna say, Will's going to go cancel <laughs> cancel his therapist. Yeah, just... immediately. This is <laughs> it. Like... I'm just going to settle for this level of psychological satisfaction and move on from here. Well, especially since I, so far I've just sat here and told you how great you are. So That's it's what like... I've been waiting for my therapist to do from day one, and they yeah. refuse. And so actually I think that, that, that I need to cut them immediately. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, what do they know? It's not, I mean, they just have degrees right? and stuff. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? That's just a piece of paper. Exactly. Exactly. We've all got pieces of paper. No, surround yourself with the really important people who tell you how great you are just all the time. That is literally the single greatest piece of advice anyone's <laughs> ever given me. Also, my aesthetic. Just surround myself with people who tell me how great I am. It's wonderful. Everyone else is just going to slow you down. Yeah, exactly. Completely apropos of nothing. Is that a mm. Bureau, Bureau of Balance bracer on your arm? You'd best believe it is. Yes. I kept seeing it, and I'm like, ask at the end. Don't interrupt in the middle of an interview. <laughs> it it, it to is be like... not supposed to be the central piece of this interview. Right, um, right. But no, um, yes, no, it really is. I like it very, very much. That's amazing. I love it. Yay. Very cool. Thank you so much again. No, it's been really, really lovely. I've really enjoyed our chat. So, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been and really hey, cool. when season seven drops, we may contact you again because all of the other hosts... Please, I, I yeah. set this up, and I'm like, I'm not even going to try to coordinate this with another host involved i'll just set this up with a time like we're already dealing with a time difference we'll set it up for something sure. that works with us and if liz or paulette can join us great and neither of them could and they're very upset with me about it <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah when season seven drops we may need to get spoilery again please yeah i know absolutely do and um as i said there's um I, I was very lucky to have a pretty meaty chunk to do in season seven, so I'm very. I'm happy very to see excited that. about that because the past few missions I've run, you haven't been involved in. So what's the point? At I, that stage? I know, I know. I need my Peter fix. Ironically, they should all come with specific spoiler warnings of like spoiler. Peter's not in this one. Right. So, I like, mean, I've just been it. like saving babies and shit. I don't. I mean, I guess that's good. In or a whatever, way, but... but I mean, like, it's fun hanging out with Amelia because. 
she's pretty cool when she's not being the worst, but she's not Peter, so. Right? That's all I'm saying. Podcast Detected is a nonprofit project brought to you by way too many people in a gum shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Ridge Groove by Jason Kessler. Find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way too many people in a com shack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode. <laughs>